0: I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. Ayy, and I draft a lot. Ayy, and I draft a lot. Ayy, I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. Ayy, and I draft a lot. Ayy, and I draft a lot. Ayy, and a- I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. I ain't really got a lot of thoughts, I just pack 'em in a box. So I popped up on this pod, now I'm outside of the box. When I pop up on the clock, last thing I think is toxic, I'm winning it now. Loving it, three and a thou. they peepin' peeping my style, peeping it now. Steadily growing my Dow Jones. Oh no, these kids be thinking they crowd. Oh no, no. Immediately throwing the towel. See? When it's different, it's different. Go position by position. Ain't no issue in commission. As a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing. Cause I be willing and dealing. If I meet a train, cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy. And I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply. I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy. And I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply. I'm a junkie, ayy.
1: Hello. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Thank you for tuning in to Dynasty Junkies podcast, part of the DAP network. We have another killer episode for you tonight. We have the man himself who lives like 15 minutes away from me. This is a local episode (laughs) Uh, at Steven Roto, Mr. Steven Johnson, Shy City Sports media manager, super uh our scott fishbowl graphics uh guru among other things uh and also if you listen to the episode uh with john mclinn a while back he um steven is also in this uh, local dynasty league that we have so we definitely want to touch on that there were some listener questions we'll follow up with so steven thanks for being here tonight brother how's it going
2: Hey, it's going great excited to uh to talk some football some dynasty and dive into these questions it's uh always a good time and we'll just point we're not doing this at like a brewery just like sitting at a table and you know <laughs> just drinking away but you know it, it is what it is
1: <laughs> hey i mean i i believe we're gonna be doing that very soon so that is
2: true next friday
1: Yes. Excellent. Excellent. That, that is, uh, that is much needed. I don't know if we're going to be, uh, trying to drink beer through our masks, but you know, know, whatever, (laughs) we'll all, we'll all be there. Uh, we'll make it happen. But yeah, that's going to be fun. We're going to be doing our, uh, draft, our rookie draft lottery, uh, that night. So you got to pick the location based on being the, uh, toilet bowl champion. Is that correct?
2: That is correct. I uh, I got screwed out of a playoff spot, but thankfully <laughs> this uh, – I, I believe you were the reason, actually, I got screwed out of a playoff
1: no, spot. No, no, no. I didn't make it either. I didn't make it either.
2: Or who was it then? Yeah,
1: I, I was story. right on that. It was you and I and uh, one other person like within like 10 points or something. But you have Robert Woods in that league, don't you? Uh, I'm 99% sure because there,
2: I, I, I want to say –
0: I don't I'm think so. I don't pretty think so. Sure.
2: I'm pretty sure. Because there was a game earlier in the season, and I was up like 30 points heading into Monday Night Football, <laughs> and Robert Woods went off for like 38. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like, this dude hasn't scored over 20 the entire year, and that that is literally I what that the night. playoff spot. I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. I, but I got an extra draft night. pick out of it, too, and now I don't have to drive an hour to go to this lottery, and I'm going to my favorite brewery. So it's all positives from here on out.
1: So you're welcome?
2: Yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, all right. All right,
2: I wasn't going to win the league, let's be honest.
1: I mean, that's the thing is I'm sitting on these picks, and I've got some youth, and I made my – my uh trades for quarterbacks and uh i mean i, I was rolling out like royce freeman and Devonte booker at running back and still getting wins and it's so frustrating like why am i winning like i'm trying to start alex smith but then like you know you can't like leave josh allen on your bench i mean you have to start a competitive lineup right like i mean i you know i don't want to be that guy but <laughs> man that's uh yeah well hey the good news for me, is that I will have about a five minute drive to meet you over there, um, and all the other guys, you know, might have a little bit longer drive. But hey, listen, just you got to win. That's, part that's of the how game. it works. <laughs> but that's that's the fun part. The odds were
2: stacked them. against us.
1: That's right. That's right. That's right. It is uh, highly unlikely that this will happen again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh God, let's let's pray that's not the case. But hey, but you
1: we'll know, see. hey, if if one of us just keeps winning, then you know, that's, that's all we have to do. That's all exactly. we have to do. Just, just one of us, just one of us. Um, so, Hey, you, you have done, uh, some Scott fishbowl, uh, work in the past. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. So, uh, last year got to join the, uh, Scott fishbowl Avi makers group. Uh, they, uh, raised money for, uh, Random charities over the course of the 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 year. I mean, it was uh, Fantasy Cares there uh, for a while last yeah. year. Um, actually, one of our our, our former league mates, James LeBrain, uh, passing away last year, we were able to donate uh, a, a large uh, sum of the funds donated last year to his family. His family. Uh, yeah. So that that was uh, a, a real great thing we were able to do. And, you know, unfortunately you know, the, the circumstances, not necessarily what you expect. Um, right. But yeah, every year it's, it's a a group of us, I believe there's 12 graphic designers and you've got hundreds upon hundreds of requests, just donating money for a good cause and, and us donating our time to, uh, to raise that money. So looking forward to doing it again here this year. And, uh, Having some fun in the process with whatever the theme ends up being for Scott right. Eleven.
1: Right. Yeah, that is super cool. That's uh, you you know, um, Scott Fish is is the man, but you know he's got to have some help with all that stuff. Yeah. So I know he takes on a lot of it. He, he really does. But yeah, that's that's pretty cool to kind of find out a little behind the scenes there. Um, last year was my first time getting in. Uh, which you know we always say uh, thank you to Trade Addicts because as soon as I put that on my on my uh, application, I got in right away. So you know I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but I'm just saying you know. You had a pretty um,
2: good run too,
1: and uh, I was in the top twenty for like all the yeah. way till the end. <laughs> and then uh, my Russell Wilson fell off because he stopped oh. cooking, and that was my rusty case stack was, uh, slaying there for a while. Um, but yeah, James Robinson, that was obviously a nice, uh, pick and some other, you know, so yeah, it was a good run. It was a good first year and hopefully it's not beginner's luck, but, um, so do you get a free entry then with doing work?
2: Uh, I, I, I don't think so. I, am no? honestly not, I'm not worried about it, even if you know, that is the case to, yeah, to be perfectly yeah. honest. Um, I, never ask don't really care <laughs> yeah no, that's I, you know fair. i just i i have fun with it um you know that's all that matters
1: for sure absolutely yeah well that's that's pretty that's pretty cool man i mean um so let me ask you this so we've not talked about this before but um is it true that i may have heard you on the local radio here in chicago talking about fantasy football
2: uh that is correct that would have okay. been oh god it's already three years um okay I was okay. Uh, the, the the fantasy football expert for 670 the score in Chicago and then uh the, the following year it went into the hands of Andy Barons and uh
1: some guy named Andy Barons, yeah.
2: <laughs> and uh I'm gonna blank out his name. I'm gonna blank out his name, FTN network, uh uh Brad Evans. Brad Evans. Yeah, and so they started hosting the show the following year. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was an awesome opportunity, and uh, was writing articles for Six Seventy and on the radio every weekend. Leading up to the main slate on Sundays, so it was a uh, it was a fun little thing to do. It was uh, obviously a, a, an opportunity that I wasn't going to get any other uh, any other chance to
1: uh, <laughs> to do for sure. <laughs> yeah that that is that is awesome. That's uh, it's funny because I I've always been. Um, I mean, I love music, but I've always been like a talker radio guy. And now it's all, you know, now it's all podcasts, right? So I listen to yeah. 50 podcasts a week. But um, yeah, I remember something like that. And I had asked uh, McGlynn, I was like, well, tell me, you know, tell me about the guys in the league. And, you know, uh, he said, Steven Johnson. And I was like, oh, did he, any chance he was on the radio? He's like, oh, I, yeah, I think he was. And I was like, oh, dude, I, I know that guy. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> oh, that's in crazy, a good past man. life. Yeah. Hey, I mean, listen, you did it and you always have that, you know?
2: Yeah, exactly. No, radio's fun. The pay, not so much, but you know, that's that's just part of the game. That's just part of the game.
1: That's right. That's right. Well, and, and, uh, you know, when, when you get some heavy hitters like, uh, Andy and Brad, it's, it's not like, uh, it's not like you lost it to some guy named Paul or anything.
2: Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and that's the thing, is not a lot of people realize they actually got their start with 670 back in the day really, they, they, they actually were the initial hosts of the fantasy football show on 670 and so okay no uh, they, they kind of came full circle there for uh i think two years they did it i don't believe they did it last year um but yeah it was uh it, it was something where they just kind of came back in and were that's were pretty running cool the ship again.
1: that's that's pretty awesome yeah um yeah i did not know that that is that's pretty cool man um well, speaking of those guys, a couple of guys that I listen to in my rotation, um, talking a lot about draft prospects and all that type of stuff going on right now. Um, you know, every, everybody's talking about this stuff, but that's what we're talking about because the draft is coming up and we're all excited. And, um, you know, everybody's trying to get some different thoughts and opinions and things. And uh, I have a couple of things I want to bring up that, Um, I'm not sure how many people know, because it's like these things, you know, there's so many things, everybody's talking about 40 times and, you know, height, weight and all this stuff. And, you know, and then you're watching film and you're doing breakdowns and whatever. And, um, I just, I I've found out and, or heard some things recently that I'm not hearing people talk about that are like, the COVID effect type of thing where we don't know what kind of effects it had on people, but we hear like, uh, stories about like Cam Newton, how he felt like he was basically like in a fog after that last year. And, and, and we hear about that, like with people in our everyday lives. Right. But not, not so much with football players. Um, so, you know, I just want to ask you about some different prospects, but uh, I wanted to bring up one thing that I had heard about a guy that I really, really like, wide receiver coming into this class. And his name is Rashad Bateman. And this kid absolutely slayed it two years ago. He was a stud rowing the boat for uh, PJ Fleck up there in Minnesota. And uh, they were just killing it. And he, he was fast. He was explosive. He caught everything. It was crazy. Right. And then last year he kind of, it was, it was like, okay, you know, he, he had a good year, but he was the guy. So he was getting targets and whatever. Well, this guy Rashad got COVID. And he lost twenty pounds. Twenty pounds. He went from two ten to one ninety. Okay, In two
2: inches apparently. too. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. That's
1: uh, you know. Hey. Yeah. Hey. That. That's so much for the combine. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, Might have been three. Uh, right. But yeah, I mean, I I don't hear anyone talking about these. things. And obviously sometimes we don't know, right? We didn't. We don't. We don't have access to them. We don't know this. We're not like, you know, we're not Adam Schefter and Todd McShay. You know, we don't, we don't have all this inside information, um, necessarily in the fantasy community, but you know, to hear something like that and where, I mean, imagine, you know, I don't know if you've ever had mono, right? Like in college, everybody got mono, right? And like went went through it. So I, I did, I got it. I believe, uh, my freshman year of college. And man, it it wiped me out. I mean, it wrecked me um, for like probably a good few months. I mean, I lost weight. Uh, I was tired, no energy type of thing, right? And so that's kind of some of the uh, similar things that we hear about what COVID can do to some people. So can, if you can imagine being super sick, losing twenty pounds, and then going out and playing a season, obviously that's going to have an effect, right? So yeah. like. Like, no, I'm not, I, I don't, I don't mean it to sound like I'm going to say it, but like, I want to take advantage of, of that being as though if, if people are not as high on him because of the year he had last year, I'm thinking like, well, this guy's probably still kind of recovering essentially. Right. So now he's going to go into an NFL training facility. He's going to put that weight back on. He still has that explosiveness. So, like, for me, that's a guy that I'm going to be I'm, – I'm really going to be watching. Obviously, draft capital is going to be huge, but, uh, you know, if he's a Keem Butler and goes in the fourth round, you know, hey, what are you going to do, right? Uh, you're right. still going to draft him because I'm an idiot, but, um, <laughs> but I mean, if he if he goes in, the, like, the second round, uh, which is kind of what I'm expecting, I mean, he's a guy that uh, – he, he could be the next Justin Jefferson or, you know, whoever that that's going to come in and produce – um, because they're that talented could play inside outside type of thing. So yeah. Um, you know, that's just one story that, that recently I heard, I haven't heard anyone else talking about that. You know, it's like, well, this was 40 time and what well, was this three cone shuttle? And you know what it's like, well, you know why didn't he play as well last year well he lost 20 pounds and he was sick you know i mean that's maybe that's why you know um right and and he still honestly had a good season it's not like he well, he, d-
2: he did um, he, you
1: know so like yeah, i mean yeah. what do you what are your thoughts on that like is that is like am i just way overthinking it because i i just like him and i'm finding reasons or or like is that legit
2: I, I mean, I I think there's obviously, you know, reasons to be somewhat concerned about long-term effects, but I think with with the younger players, uh, you know, comparing like what Cam Newton went through, I mean, what Cam's, is he 31, 32? I know he's getting up there. He might even right. be older than that at this point. Sure. Um, you know, I, like, like, like you said, like he still had a pretty decent five game stretch in 2020 when he, when they did play this big 10 schedule, uh, and, I, I will say, like, I I like him as like you said, second round. That's probably a, a good spot for him. But the thing, regardless COVID or not, that's always kind of worried me about Bateman is you look at the productivity against the more talented corners, and if he gets punched in the mouth, he doesn't really punch back. You don't really feel the the presence. Of him. And that's always been that, that concern. It's like, okay, well maybe if the, the COVID thing did have him down a little bit, maybe you could play into that. But even to his big season in 2019 that he had, uh, with, with still struggled a
1: little bit there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It it was still that thing. And so it, it kind of puts a little bit of question mark on it. You hope that he gets through it. Um, it does though feel as though like it's starting to like just trend a little bit in the wrong direction for him right now. There's, there's something about it. I think the, the, the height thing yeah. obviously did hurt him with the measurements. And like you said, everybody talking 40s and you know, what, what did he run? What did he lift? What did he hide? What did he jump? All this crap, but you know, that's that's just part of it.
1: Yeah, so. I mean, that, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, we heard a lot of that too about like Justin Jefferson. Too. You know, oh, can you play on the outside? Can you do, you know, and I mean, I think part of it is you have to understand the offense that the way that they're being used in college is typically not the way they're going to be used in the NFL. You know, they have a, they have an offense, they create things for these guys and um, they definitely in Minnesota, the way they, they used him, he played a completely different role from two years ago to last year, because two years ago, Tyler Johnson was there. And so um, he actually moved into the Tyler Johnson role last year where he's not making the big plays necessarily, but he's getting more volume and he's getting, you know, it's more catches closer to line of scrimmage. There's some slot work and obviously they're going to put him in the slot if he struggles with press. Right. So it it makes sense. Like you're going to put him where he's going to succeed. But they did the same thing with Justin Jefferson and everybody said he couldn't, you know, make contested catches and, and he couldn't play on the outside and he couldn't deal with that. And, you know, he showed us. But then again, everybody said that about Jalen Rager, too. And obviously, that's yeah, true. Yeah. So, you know, I guess I guess still you don't really early, know. Early. <laughs> but yeah, no, for sure. For sure.
2: Yeah. I mean, um, he, he still had 300 yard games in five games. and I mean, that's 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 yeah. a lot to take home. I mean, he didn't have. A, a terrible season. He, he just right. didn't out of five games. I mean, what nine, nine catches for 101, five for 62, 10 for 139 against Illinois, uh, yep. eight for 111, and then four for 59. So, four for 59 game is his worst. Like, that's not terrible. It, it right. just isn't. I mean, he's, he averaged, <laughs> let's see if I can do math here quick in my head. He's he, seven catches a game for 90 yards, yeah. 95 yards. Like, I'd take that. I mean, that's that's 16 fantasy
1: points. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, but we're talking about like not in the middle of the first round. We're talking about like middle end of the second round in a rookie draft here. Like, yeah, sign me up.
2: Like this is a stupid, stupid, deep wide receiver classes. Yeah. Like we thought last year was good. Like this blows it out of the water. The amount of value that low first round picks have this year drives me up a wall because it's just like, this should not be happening. You have, especially in super flex leagues, you got five quarterbacks probably going top 15 in the, in the draft. And then wide receiver wise. I mean, you mentioned Bateman, but you got chase, you got Smith, you have Waddle, maybe Rondell Moore ahead of Bateman, depending on where things are. And then, You know the running backs, like you said, you're pushing Bateman to maybe the beginning of the second round. Like that shouldn't be happening in a normal year.
1: Easily, yeah. I mean, imagine you won the ship last year. You have the 12th pick, and that's who you get to choose between. Like that's that's just not fair, right? (laughs) Like it's almost like this year doesn't matter if you know because you always say like oh you don't want to be stuck in the middle right you want to be competing or you want to be rebuilding getting those high picks but like you're almost fine this if you got pick six you're like all right great you know like (laughs) hey i might be getting Najee at at six you know i might be getting you know or whoever your favorite running back is right so i mean man um that's that's wild. That is wild. I I feel like maybe the top end isn't there like we had last year. You know, with somebody like CD Lamb, whatever. Because a lot of these guys are smaller. So I think that's kind of my my point with Bateman too. Is like, yeah, when when you plug him in at one ninety, he's kind of with all these other guys, Freeman and Moore and, and Waddle. But when he's two ten, that's a that's a big difference. So it you know that's something to watch, right? So if, if he yeah. comes in and and. He's he's putting on way. I mean, hey, we all uh, read the training camp reports and all that stuff. And and who knows? But uh, I think that's definitely something to keep in mind, Um, you know, and and then it's something to think about with a lot of these guys. Right. Because if they had a weird season last year, um, I don't know how much I'm holding that against them. You know, like it was just a weird year. So I, I don't know.
2: And, and and that's the other big question mark to this whole thing is, and, and really from a, a dynasty perspective, why if there's a year to load up on second and third round rookie picks, this is probably the year to do it, is because the community as a whole, both the, the, the football community, the, the, the analytic community, and the dynasty community are getting a little bit late on the train for some specific guys, and there's going to be a lot, a lot of steals in this draft plain and simple i mean a, a sample size of 5 6 games for a lot of these guys like that's that's not going to get you very far in making this confident decision moving forward about Several of these prospects, specifically the guys that are already being projected to go in the mid rounds. So uh, it's it's a weird year. It is a very weird year, obviously, beyond everything else that, you know, we've experienced as uh, a society. uh, But most definitely when it comes to uh, the rookies and the dynasty setup,
1: Well, and don't you think it's the same for NFL teams, too? Like, don't you think there's more of a year like so what uh, what happened? Travel got shut down, right? So what are these scouts doing? They can't go to games. They can't visit the camps. They're watching film, right? You know, they're they're doing the same thing we are. Like that's that's crazy, right? Um, and so. If, if you're working off of that and maybe they're not giving as much weight to last year, you know, um, or maybe they're, they're giving a lot of weight if somebody had a really good year and it's like, well, it was a weird year and they were awesome. So maybe they're really good, you know, so maybe we're going to see some big busts and we're going to see like some third round guys that just blow up, you know, oh, like, yeah. I just, I just think it could be, it, it could be very weird. And so, on, on one hand, I'd be like, man, maybe I'll just trade my picks for, for vets I know are good, you know? But then on the other hand, I want to swing for the fences. So it's kind of like almost, I want those like top 14 picks, but I want like eight through 14, you know? Like, yeah. give me who's left over. I'll take picks. Uh, I'm in a startup right now. I, I secured picks 11 and 12, or I'm sorry, 10 and 11. That's great. That's fine. If there's, there's one of problem. those five quarterbacks left over, um, you know, you have five quarterbacks, one tight end, three running backs. That's already nine players. Right. And then that's, we didn't even mention a wide receiver yet. So if you give me picks 10 and 11, I'm going to get two really good pieces for my roster, like right off the bat. And probably one's going to be a Butler and probably one's going to be Justin Jefferson, you know, or you know, <laughs> at least, <laughs> at least one of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you, you kind of almost have to, nitpick a little bit and find like that alley or that lane of, you know, all right, I really like this guy two years ago. How does he compare now? And then you have all these small guys, right? So I know there's been a lot of, uh, there's been a lot of different ways to look at it. You know, these data guys that build their databases and they say, you know, height and weight and BMI, uh, like 26 (laughs) BMI is like thing. That's like, Oh, it got to be at least a 26 BMI, right? To be, you know, a stud, a top 12 receiver. What, you know what I mean? But like, the, and then there's Steve Smith, you know, and then there's you know whoever else. There's so many guys you can mention that that just break that mold. So how do you figure out if Devontae Smith is is going to be? I mean, dude, that just watch that the championship game, game. Like, watch the oh day. my god, <laughs> like, oh that, my. Th- th-
2: this is the thing that infuriates <sighs> me uh, uh, about just just everything that that goes into these bmi arguments and i know they've been front and center lately and it yeah. it drives me nuts it's like i i'm convinced the large majority of the people that bring up the bmi argument do not
1: don't watch whatsoever film
2: whatsoever watch film they don't
1: yeah. <laughs> right they just I'm, don't. I'm i'm with you i'm with you i think it's uh the funny thing is like, so I have mentioned this before, like I'm an engineer, I'm a numbers guy. Like I love my spreadsheets and all that, but like, I really don't do the whole, like, I mean, I use data. Of course you have to like the world is data. I mean, that's, you know, data is the new oil or whatever you want to, you know, basically that's, that's how it works. Um, that's what our world is based on at this point. So data is important. Um, not but the full man, if,
2: not the full if, picture.
1: If you got it, yeah, you got you got to watch, man. You got to watch. So I I will uh I'll send a shout out to uh, the Dynasty Nerds. Uh, their film room is phenomenal. Like the the subscription to Nerds alone, just for the film room. If you use nothing else, if you don't even listen to their podcast or do anything else, that film room. Oh man, you you should be you should be watching film. Um, especially if your rookie drafts are later this summer, like I know we have the draft coming up and landing spots are going to, are going to move guys up and down. People definitely overrate that. Um, and it's easy to always bring up like AJ Brown. Cause he's kind of the guy that, you know, the most recent guy that we think of that's like we all loved him he was a stud he was like 101 and then he went to the titans and we're all like you know and then i'm getting him at 110 in every draft and i'm going this is money. this is money you know but like you gotta you gotta watch those man so like seriously when i'm uh you know when i'm in the bathroom and i might i i honestly might say that i'm going number two like six times a day just so i can watch more film room but I'll jump on there and I'll watch a prospect and I'll just, you know, like it's great to, to see that with your own eyes and to really like, like you said, with Devonte Smith, for example, just watching, dude, just, just watch the championship game. Like, Oh my
2: God. Then you get the argument back. Like, well, you know, he's going to be going up against stronger secondary competition. Like I get that. Like, I understand that, but the skill set the route running, the, the hands, Everything about Devontae Smith is elite. Everything. There's a reason he's Across doing what he's doing. Like, it's it's not something that is just like going to all of a sudden disappear out of translation. I'm still in in the boat of being like, okay, I, I get Jamar Chase. He's got that typical size, that prototype, that prototype guy. Yeah. number yeah. one wide receiver, sure. but there's so many people d- dismissing Smith. It's just driving me up a wall, and the majority of it's stemming from this damn BMI. <laughs> <It> just, <laughs> ah.
1: I mean... And the thing is, like, it's not 1993 anymore, where you had your, you know, you have to have Dwayne yeah. Bow out there as your ex. Yeah, I mean, the offenses have changed. We know this. We talk about this all the time with quarterbacks and, you know, um, Konami Code and all this stuff, right? Well, it, it affects the receivers too when you're spreading them out and they're coming in. Why do you think they're coming in? And you know, Justin Jefferson in the league because they ran a similar offense. Like that's they're running the same concepts. That's why they can translate quickly. So when you have a guy who does what Smith does, like, it's, you know... There's there's a couple points I could make because I, I actually made the argument against Judy. I did not. I was not a huge fan of Judy. And the reason was because every time I looked, the guy was freaking wide open. So do you say like, OK, is he that amazing of a route runner or like, is it just because it's Alabama and they have the best line and the best quarterback and the best system and the and Jalen Waddle and Devonte Smith and all these guys are on the other side? Right. So it's like, OK, but then now if you look at it, like Waddle got hurt what week one. Yeah. Um, right. So, so who, who, well, honestly, they really didn't have anyone else step up. They didn't have, they didn't even have an OJ Howard or who, you know, in the past, they had all those tight ends. Um, there was really no one else that stepped up, uh, to, to really dominate the way that they've had like two and three and even four receivers at times. So everybody knew Smith was getting the ball. Everybody knew it. And, and you tell me that, Oh, the competition isn't great. And, you know, blah, 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 dude. Uh, I don't know J.C. Horn you ever heard of him because he's probably gonna be a top 12 top 15 pick in the NFL drive well he's an SEC corner and there's gonna be other guys that um, are gonna be in the NFL that played corner in that conference so trust me he went up against some guys and by the way in practice every day uh, I don't know if you heard of Patrick Sertan but I watched his dad play for many many years <laughs> And that dude is a stud. And Smith went up against him every day in practice. So he's going up against a top corner in the NFL every day in practice right there. So, you know, I, I'm kind of I'm reversing my Judy argument for Smith a little bit. <laughs> hey,
2: hey, 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 no, no shade on John Mechie, though, because he did step up. When, when yeah, Waddle yeah. Around,
1: okay, okay. No, yeah. no, I, that's, I that, mean... That's that,
2: basically as far as the wide receiver core went for the Tide.
1: But that's okay. But and and for any other any other team, we'd probably say, well, you know, oh, Bateman and Tyler Johnson, right? That's about as good as it gets, right? Those two guys. But dude, when you're talking Alabama, I mean, yeah, my God, was, wasn't it, was it like was Calvin Ridley, bad. Henry that Ruggs, Devonte Smith, Jalen yeah. Waddle, Jerry Judy? Weren't they all on the same team one year? Like last oh year? My God. Yeah. You know. <laughs> And and, and and that's the
2: thing, is because Devontae Smith still put up 1,200 yards last year and 14 touchdowns. Like, it's not like he was some (laughs) bum. And this was a one-year wonder. The dude can play.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. Watch the film. Watch the film, people. Watch
2: the film. (laughs) Tape never lies.
1: Oh man, I love it! I love it. See, I think that's uh, that's why I'm such a huge fan of someone like Matt Waldman and the RSP report because he, uh, man, he. He breaks down that film. He goes so deep, and he 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 puts his he used to put his notes out there, like literally the notes he would take on every play and what he watches and what he looks at. And he's talking hand movement and footwork and his, the hips and the eyes and every. I mean, he's watched everything, every single play, and and break all that down and put that report together. Um, and that's a huge resource for me. Somebody that's in, you know, forty plus dynasty leagues like I am doing the portfolio thing here. Forty, holy. Um, Moses yeah it's uh you know it's a it's a side hustle at this point um, it's a business of a business yeah
2: uh,
1: but but yeah the RSP that just dropped for this uh, class on April 1st uh, which I believe is mattwaldmanrsp.com. I'll give him the shout out there because that's one of my most valuable resources if you're a nerd like me and you you love all that information, without having to watch all those hours of film. <laughs> like yeah, I'll hit, I'll hit the film room and, and I'll check out, you know, the guys give that I like but <laughs> but then give me all that. Give me 1048 pages or whatever it is this year on all that and and I'll take the breakdown. So, um, I'm very excited to see uh check it out. Check it out. Matt Waldman rsp.com. You'll see his wide receiver breakdown and what he thinks about some of these guys. But uh man, I'm um I'm so excited about the draft. I'm like, I was, this is like, this is like my favorite thing every year. I used to, uh, so I used to work at Sears, which people are probably going to be like, I mean, I can't believe, but Sears is like gone now, right? It's basically bankrupt. So there's only
2: like 25 stores left. It's weird. Uh, the only wild. one left in Illinois is wild. Uh, Woodfield. That's
1: it. So, Woodfield. Okay. So I worked at the one at uh Spring Hill mall, which oh, I'm, sure yeah, you know. yeah. I'm sure, you yeah. know, Uh, so, yep. So I, I I worked, uh, sales there. And I, when I, when I worked in the electronics department, we had all the TVs, right. And Mm -hmm. on, on the TVs, they give you this, like, they give you this loop and it's like the same four videos that play all (laughs) day long. Okay. Over and over again. And it was like Kenny Rogers or something. Okay. The same four things all day long. So like draft weekend, I was like, listen, we're putting the draft on here. Okay. It's, it's going on. I'm just doing it. I will figure out how to wire it up. I had it on every single TV. There's like 57 TVs we had running. The draft was on there. You had so many happy husbands coming and hanging out, <laughs> I say, on, you me. know, cause you're it's Saturday. Right. And it's all day. Cause back then it was all on Saturday. It was all seven rounds, right? People don't even remember that, but that's how it used to be all seven rounds on Saturday. And so like these husbands that got dragged in the mall with their wives and their kids and whatever, and they're all shopping, and these dudes were just hanging out. I'd never seen that department so full. And we're just watching. We're just watching the draft, man. I like.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Don't so, even I mean, care if I'm not
1: selling anything. We're oh, no, oh, I, <laughs> I could not care less, you know? Uh, but, man, though, that's that's how deep my love goes for the draft. And I mean, it started well before that too. playing football for 12 years and everything. Um, But yeah, this time of year gets me fired (laughs) up, man. So I'm glad we're on the same page with the film stuff. Like I definitely respect the data grind and and all that, but I think you got to have that balance for sure. So uh, man, I, that's, that's amazing. So have you, have you done any, um, do you do rankings for yourself? Like, obviously, you're in dynasty leagues. You you make you know you do rookie drafts. You make trades. You figure out values. So you you got to have some process on that, right?
2: Yeah, I, I I do. Um, I haven't gotten into it as much as I have in recent years. Uh, that's that's been a time issue and just I, I there's something about this class. It feels it, while it's deep, at least top heavy deep in my opinion it feels like it's relatively easy and it's weird to, to think that because I'm kind of contradicting myself here because again, there's so many unknowns to how to really evaluate these guys because the, the sample size has been so small compared to what we're used to. We have to rely off of these pro days that can have ridiculous results versus something that's official (laughs) in Indianapolis. Um, but, there just seems like there's an ease about it. Like, I, I reach a point, and this comes every year, but this year it just felt easier to just kind of put it all together. I feel comfortable about specific guys, and yeah, it kind of leads me astray. I, I have my, my little ticks here and there, but, you know, I, I try and do as much as I can.
1: Yeah, no, I, I hear you. Time is always the issue at this right. point in life. <laughs> so, yeah, no, you know, about that. you got to pick your battles and, and, you know, plug things in. But uh, is there anybody at any position? I'll just leave it wide open for you. Anybody, any deeper guys or guys that you haven't really heard talked about that you're like, you know what? This guy just, you know, I watch now I watch a lot of college football. So I used to watch like, you know, like 8 a.m. College game day until like. You know, West Coast, midnight games, were any. I mean, that was my Saturday, 8 to 12. I actually worked on Sundays so that I could have Saturdays off so I could watch college football for uh, 16 hours. But uh, those <laughs> days are long over now with, you know, the kids and whatnot. Uh, but I still love to watch. Um, and, and that's where just watching the games is where I start to get that feel for certain players, right? Um, so for me, that's, that's how it comes about, uh, for me to look deeper into certain guys. Um, but I know not everybody does that, but is there anybody for you that maybe caught your eye or during, you know, even listening to another podcast and you're like, oh man, yeah, I want to check out that player or whatever.
2: Yeah. I I mean, I think there's, there's one guy that I, I feel has kind of just been done dirty, uh, by the, the whole process of things. Uh, And and really, you look at him a year ago, and he was uh, a hot commodity, and now not so much that being Chuba Hubbard. Uh, There's something about him, and I I don't really understand why the steam was released so quickly from the hype train, but it was. I mean, we're talking about a guy that went for 2,000 yards a year ago. (laughs) 2000. And you're telling me that all of a sudden he's going to be dropped to like a third round rookie selection in your dynasty leagues. Like, no, like this is a guy. And yes, in terms of, you know, the, the overall setup of a, an NFL, or like the makeup of an NFL running back these days. Yeah, he would have been fantastic 10 years ago because the pass catching ability, yeah leaves a, a bit to be desired, specifically what he was able to do this year. I think he only had like 10 catches this year. Might have even be less than that. Yeah. Um, but there, there's just something about him where I'm thinking, whoever picks this guy up, I, I would not be shocked if somebody reaches for him in the third round of the NFL draft. Um, I, I think he'll probably go fourth round if I had to guess, though. Um, but, man, RB6 is, is around where he's going in the in the dynasty wow. setup. I, 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 I hate that he's that low. I just, I, I loved watching him. I still do. I think he's going to open a lot of eyes once he gets to the NFL.
1: I mean, was it not 14, 15 months ago that we were talking about him with this great class of like the top, the five we had last year, plus like Najee Chuba. And then those guys went back to school. Right. But had they not, I mean, those guys were being talked about as the top guys. And then, and then what happened? This weird season, and all of a sudden the guy's gone, right. I mean, that's kind of the theme of the show, right? We're talking about these weird seasons and guys disappearing. But I mean, he is Canadian, so maybe maybe there's, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, maybe he'll gotta, go gotta back gotta to get the and, knock.
2: Apparently, <laughs>
1: you know, I I don't I don't know, but yeah, the dude is, um, yeah, he's kind of a throwback, but he's you know he's fast, <laughs> so you know he's yeah. uh, he's six foot. You know, and you don't you don't hear about that, I guess, as much. Um, you know, unless they're bigger, bigger backs. Yeah,
2: I mean, so, six, six foot two ten. It's it's not like a, a big dude um, that's right. that's going to run people over and be that downhill runner. But it, and at the same time, like, dude can play. Like he, he's he's a solid player, and it, it just I don't know. It, it, it's aggravating just to to watch a guy that was that productive all of a sudden yeah obviously he didn't follow it up with the the season that a lot of people expected I know there's a lot of people that are kind of knocking the the mileage on him as well uh in you know having a season like that it it can be a scary thing for a lot of these these uh these scouts to to go after a guy and think okay well you know two years ago he had over 300 carries like how much more is he going to be able to take on before he starts to show some wear and tear that's that's an obvious concern and obviously with the way that running back position has kind of been devalued specifically over the last three four years uh, um it's something that works against chuba
1: yeah yeah no and and that's that's totally fair i mean i think um there's uh, everybody brings up the same guys with, with the, the volume Adrian Peterson and um, you know, Emmett Smith and guys like, but I, those guys are, you know, be Derrick Henry, right. This guy might run for another three years, four years, the way he's built, you know, we just <laughs> exactly. haven't seen a guy like that, you know? So, um, but yeah, man uh, that's, that's interesting. Cause I remember thinking about this guy as a top prospect for last year. Right. And then, and then here we are, and he's just gone. Like, it's just, it's yeah. almost like, it, it's almost like Bryce Love esque, but he's not that small and he didn't get hurt. <laughs> so it's like, we're like, what, like that, that made sense. Bryce Love was a stud, and then he's really tiny, and then he got hurt, and like, okay, now you get it. Right. But like, this guy doesn't have either of those issues. So how, you know, why, um, I don't know. You, there's, there's guys every year that, we don't expect uh, that that come out and have a role and and you know some team will find a way to use them so yeah that's a that's a good answer i do I do like that one um I think there's going to be a, along with uh what you saying earlier with grabbing these second and third round picks, uh, I've been loading up on them for a good seven, eight months. Now I've been absolutely stacking them up. So I have, I have a lot of second round picks um, and later ones too, fortunately. Um, And I think this will be one of those guys, you know, when you're in 40 leagues, you can't draft the same guy. You know, for just you know you get, you
2: get a nice little variety. It doesn't doesn't
1: quite work, you know, especially when it's Hakeem Butler, you know. Um but but uh
2: you sound like you're still trying to get over that.
1: Yeah, you know, Hakeem kind of got me. I mean, you know, but um but that's the thing is, you know, I just had a few shares. Right. And that's kind of the, right. the way that it works is you're going to spread that out a little bit. So I will definitely have some shares of Chuba, especially if he's getting pushed down like the third round. I mean, that's <laughs> wild. Like who else are you going to get in the third round that has his, his potential, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean,
2: and that, that's the thing. Like, I know a lot of people are, are definitely uh, you know, the recency bias is, is obviously a, a, a thing with Chuba Um, and fumbling too, I guess you could also argue. I think he's fumbled like seven, eight times uh, over two years, Mm. but Mm, I I mean, ball security, that can be fixed. Uh, It's something that can be fixed. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say it, but no, you you got me. You got me.
1: (laughs) Hey, I mean, that's you're going to carry that football around high and tight for six (laughs) months or whatever Tom Coughlin says, you know, and And that, that'll do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously everybody's going to have flaws. So, you know, you just, (laughs) I mean, it it depends on where he goes. Right. Uh, look at Keyshawn Vaughn. I mean, that guy was, he went one Oh six in a league I was in last year. Yeah. So, you know. If Keyshawn Vaughn can go 106, anything is possible for Chuba Hubbard.
2: <laughs> I mean, there, I'm curious to see who that guy is that's going to go flying up draft boards. Uh, two years ago, it was uh, Henderson. Yep. With, with yep. the Rams after the girly news. And then Keyshawn Vaughn after he got all the hype. I, I don't know who that guy's going to be this year. I'm still trying to pinpoint because there, there's always one. There will always yep. ever be one. Yep. I just, I, I, I'm obviously we'll know more after you know next weekend. But
1: absolutely,
2: yeah. There, will there, be that one where it's like, why is this happening?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it it never, it never fails. It never yep. fails, and usually those guys don't work out. No, so never. I mean, I can't really think of any off the top of my head that that have. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure our listeners will remind us, though, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah Always so, our fact check. <laughs> um. Cool, man. Well, that's uh, man, the draft. I'm so I'm so excited. I can talk about the draft. <laughs> are are all you that. more
2: excited as uh, uh, for the dynasty purposes, or are you more excited being a Bears fan?
1: Uh Oh God. <laughs> so, uh, so the best part was, and we should have started recording a little bit sooner on last week's, uh, <laughs> episode, um, uh, J J Mike had, had brought up, uh, you know, he's like, Oh, so, you know, where do you live? And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm in, uh, Chicago land, you know, bears, bears fan. And, uh, and Scott fish had posted something earlier about, I don't, I don't remember an analyst saying, you know, maybe they could go nine and eight this year. And they was optimistic. I think it was Mike Greenberg, right. From ESPN It's like, Oh yeah, the bears, they still got that defense. They could go nine and eight this year. And I'm just like, you gotta be, yeah. I, and I just, I lost, I I lost it. And like Scott Connor was on and he saw that tweet and he was laughing. And like, it's just, man, these, uh, Dude, this is brutal. This is brutal. Like being a Bears fan is just the always the
2: like, butt of the joke. Like,
1: like always. oh my God, why, why we, we love this city would do anything for that team and they just do not care. Like not the players, the organization, you know, the ownership. Like that,
2: that's why I, I'm scared to death of uh, next week. That is, that is the 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 number one reason because I have no idea what's going to happen, and it is the most frightening thing on the face of the earth.
1: <laughs> I will I will say this every year for the last several um, at least uh, I have watched the draft with uh, two of my good friends, and when they traded up. A few years ago, I was so excited. I loved Deshaun Watson. I loved Deshaun Watson. And I was like, oh my God. Oh it's my happening. God. And they nope. made that pick. And I don't think I spoke for nearly two hours. I mean, I. Um, I don't even remember the picks after that. I don't even remember what happened in the draft. I, it, it annoyed me so much. I didn't even, like, I didn't even know who Trubisky was. And I just talked about how much I watched college football. And I didn't even, like, I didn't know who, I mean, obviously I knew who he was, but I'm just saying, like, honestly, I didn't, like, it wasn't like watching ESPN all season, SportsCenter, right? And they were, like, all these Mitch Trubisky highlights. Like, no, nobody knew who he was. Like, come on, man. Like, oh, man. We we could we <laughs> we could talk the for pain, hours the of, pain about the organization down the road and, again. <laughs> oh man, oh man, it's a terrible thing. And yet, and yet, we just cannot wait to be able to go to a game again. And you know, tailgating yeah. in the south lot and uh, paying fourteen dollars for a six ounce beer and ah, good, good, times. Old good, old good, times, good times. good times. Good times. Good times. Oh man! Well, with that, I say we should. F- I don't want to finish on a
0: long, no. <laughs>
1: such a such a low, low, low. Oh man! Oh so man! <laughs> need some positivity here. Yeah. No. No doubt. No doubt. Um. So I, I mentioned we had uh, McGlynn on a few weeks ago, and we talked about having a uh, being in this local dynasty league, which was yep. you know, and I and I talked about it like just I for some reason and had never even occurred to me think about it, we've been playing you know, playing fantasy football for 20 years. And I never even thought, you know, I was like, yeah, I play with my high school friends, my college friends, we've gotten together for a draft, you know, but like for some reason, I didn't think this was possible with dynasty. You know, like why? you like, it never crossed my mind. Like why, you know, like, and McGlynn's like, yeah, everybody lives in the area and we get together and I'm like, Oh, what? that's like mind blowing. Right. So like, it, it,
2: it truly is amazing how many people live in the Chicagoland area Yeah, that, that are a part specifically of like the fantasy Twitter community. It, Ooh, it blew yeah. my mind. And like, there's, there's guys that, like um, you, and then there's like three others I know that are within 20 minutes of here, And it's like crazy would have never guessed this. And right. we're, you're talking about the same like breweries and, and, and golf course and golf course. Yeah. yeah. Stuff. And I'm like, man, like this, it's, it's awesome to, to know that like, it would not have happened any other way to like have these connections. Um, But it's, it's a lot smaller of a world than a lot of people are like, realize. yeah,
1: yeah, it, it, it is. And uh, I have a, a buddy of mine, um, from our, uh, dynasty roast podcast, um, with Ross and Mick, um, our friend Elliot and, and Ross, they're in the Dallas area. And so they're doing this, they're setting it up. They're doing a, a local Dallas league. Like we have here in Chicago. And like, I'm just like, I don't know why it's so mind blowing to me, but like, I can't wait to do this, like this draft lottery. I was like, a draft lottery? <laughs> Who wants to do a draft lottery? I was like, that's stupid. The worst team should get the best pick. Who does a draft? He's like, no, no, no we do uh, it in person. Like, we get together, we have fun. I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. So, I mean, that's really huge. Um, I just wanted to get your thoughts, though, on do you feel like there's uh, – it, do you feel like the league is any different from your other leagues? Like, because you get to actually talk to these people, like you sit down with, you have a beer with them and you talk about trades and you talk about, you know, rookies and all this stuff, right? Like, do you, do you feel like, and, and obviously there's, you know, many of them in the industry, right? So sometimes we know kind of what they're thinking already or, right. or who they like. Right. So, right. so it's different.
2: I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not in as many leagues as you are but
1: no, <laughs> who to, is, you
2: to, to, to the same point, uh, you know, for, for as many leagues as I'm in this one. And then, uh, another league that I'm in with a bunch of my college buddies, we, we meet in Milwaukee every year. And it's always okay. in person. Okay, They are the most fun out of all of the awesome. leagues, just because there's that, that in-person interaction and, and just, just, you know, having fun just enjoying each other's company just messing around and and really just making a day of it i mean our rookie draft last year literally took eight hours (laughs) to get through four (laughs) rounds because we were screwing around so much and and literally just just having fun waiting on me to make a pick
1: from the hospital you know (laughs) sorry i had a baby jeez (laughs)
2: <laughs> but you know, it was. It, it's just a lot of fun. It, it adds uh, a, a different, uh, just feeling to the league overall. Know, knowing that you can have those those in person interactions and, and really friendships overall sure. uh, to, yeah. to to get to to know uh, the the other league mates and, and really people that again you would not have known otherwise versus you know trying to find some random league right. mate on reddit or, or something <laughs> stupid that right. you know a lot of these people are doing like it, it's it's just a lot more personable and that's that's one of the awesome things about it
1: for sure yeah that's uh that's i think uh we kind of all share the same sentiment there and there's nothing like bonding over dynasty fantasy football i mean <laughs> think about all the different angles you could go there so yeah man that's that's how we want to end the show that's that's a much better much better better (laughs) man uh, i appreciate you jumping on with me steven It's awesome to uh to finally do this together and i'm super looking forward to next week when we actually get to go actually sit down together and uh find out how many top six picks i have or where they're gonna fall in the I have three of the top six, so I will be in this draft lottery and we'll see because I know I'm gonna get screwed out of the first. So I'm already expecting I will not get the first pick. So, so so
2: last year I I'm I'm one of those dynasty players. I I look at rookie picks as fun coupons. I will trade them away as soon as they touch <laughs> my account. And yes uh last year I had the fourth best odds. I traded away the pick. I had the fourth be- fourth best odds of getting the first round, first overall pick. And like, there's no way. There's no way. Yeah. And I didn't yeah. go to the lottery and they messed with me and like you got the first overall. I'm like, my <laughs> like th- this is not what I needed. I had drafted Andrew Luck in the first round in the startup and then he retires three weeks later. It's like oh man pain. Just all the pain in the world. Yep. yep. So I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed because I don't know my pick this year either. Uh, So (laughs) at least I'll be able to drink in the moment. Unlike I was able to last year. Well, maybe, maybe I have your
1: pick considering I have three of the top six. (laughs) I don't remember around a lot. (laughs) Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, maybe I could use some of your luck on there, but I'm already fully expecting not to get the first it for exactly that reason. If you have the fourth best odds (laughs) and you got, I guarantee you, since I have three of the top six, which I will never have again, (laughs) I mean, that just won't happen. Right. So like, right. Yeah. I'm fully expecting that not to happen, but, oh man, that's, that's going to be a good time. Um, some, uh, housekeeping real quick. Uh, we have, we want to return back to, for the listeners. Um, we're gonna have uh, a special show next week. Uh, Rocky will be back. Uh, we have a great guest, and we're gonna be doing some some fun stuff there. Um, and then we're gonna continue bringing on these these awesome people uh, like Steven. We want to bring you know different perspectives and uh, different viewpoints for you guys. Um, You know, we obviously going to talk about the main topics, but we do want to bring you something different every week because we know there's a lot of podcasts out there for you to listen to. Um, And, of course, your uh, favorite segment, Find Me a Trade, we're going to bring back um, as more of a regular rotation because we have a lot of fun with that one, too. So, um, you know, just want to let you guys know that. Uh, Thanks again to Steven. Steven, is there anything you want to pitch, talk about, whatever, give your Twitter handle, all that stuff?
2: Yeah, you can uh, find me on Twitter at Steven with a PH underscore Roto. Uh, you can find all of my work at Shy City Sports uh, on Twitter at Shy City Sports 23. And uh, yeah, hit me up if you need graphics on Twitter as well. Always down to, to do that for people too.
1: If he's good enough to do graphics for the Scott Fishbowl, he is good <laughs> enough to do graphics for anything. That's That's how I'm saying it um anyway appreciate you uh thanks for having me on this was fun thank you um want to mention again the dap network of course please uh subscribe rate and review to the junkies if you can uh we love to get the feedback too i've been getting a lot of good messages from you guys uh that's pretty awesome and again we're here for you guys so we we love doing this this is our passion um, but obviously we want to give you content that you want to, so keep those messages coming. We'll keep providing that for you. Uh, you can follow me at Scott underscore Sidlow. I don't normally have anything, uh, real profound to say, but I'm a pretty good retweeter. So, you know, we've got that, we've got that going. Um, and with that junkies out.